Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the most striking metaphors in Plato's great work, the Phaedo, is of the body as being something like a prison cell for the soul. And he's got this really interesting account that doesn't just have the soul imprisoned, stuck within the material body, but has the soul playing a role, sort of collaborating with its own imprisonment, because it doesn't actually understand how it could get out of this, and making its condition worse. And then philosophy coming in and playing a role, a gradual role, in liberating the soul from this. So let's start out first with this metaphor. Socrates says, and this is probably the most stark expression of platonic dualism and against the body, anywhere you're going to find in Plato's dialogues. Socrates says that the body is like a prison to the soul, so that the soul is stuck inside and can only look through the bars. Remember, too, he's in a prison cell at this very time. The soul can only look through the bars at what's outside. So the body acts as a kind of filter for reality. And reality is going to turn out to comprise two different realms. We're going to get to that in just a moment. But let's think about this first. So the metaphor is that the the body ends up filtering out what the soul can actually perceive. The soul is stuck within it. And it's a helpless prisoner. It says, bound hand and feet. And again, remember, Socrates was himself, shortly before this conversation, bound in chains, and they're only releasing him so that he can die. So there's a lot of interesting symbology going on here. Now, when we, we go a little bit further with this, you notice I've got this rather complex diagram here. The passage that we're looking at Socrates tells his interlocutors that the relationship between the body and the soul is not just this this prison relationship, but that the body gets used by the soul, but also contaminates the soul with materiality. So it's interesting because the soul can actually take on the characteristic of body. This is his way of suggesting that some souls aren't ready to move on right away into another state of being after after death, after separation from the body, because there's so much of the body contaminating them. Now, how does this happen? Socrates has this metaphor of rivets, and think of pegs, or think of, you could use other things as well, think of stitching in terms of clothing, or think of glue that kind of binds things together. The body and the soul are together while we're in this life, right? The body relates itself to the visible and material world. So the body is kind of a locus for giving us the way to engage with this this world that we see here, you know, what we're, what we're filming right now. This chalkboard, you know, it's solid. If I want to write on this chalkboard, it's not my soul writing on the chalkboard. The soul is in some way directing the body to do that. So the body relates itself to the visible material world through action, but also in large part through the senses, through hearing, through sight, through smell, through touch. I know the chalkboard's here because I'm touching it. I can see it there. It makes a little rapping sound, right? We could do a whole bunch of experiments this way. The body also is the locus where desires and fears of things in the the larger material world occur. 
So, in another place, Socrates will say, it's because of the care of the body that we pursue things that distract us, like uh, wealth. You need money so that you can keep feeding your body or so you can dress up in nice clothes, you know, or warm clothes. This is actually a great example, this corduroy jacket, because it serves, you know, a purpose as far as being a nice bourgeois intellectual. You put on your corduroy jacket in your study and all that, that sort of business. But I also like it myself because it's warm. It's corduroy, so it's great for cool weather. But that's, that's about the body, right? The soul doesn't get cold. The body gets cold. The body wants to be dressed up. The body needs all these sorts of things. There's desires and fears associated with it. And along with this, pleasures and pains. And Socrates will say, every pleasure and every pain that the body feels and which the soul then experiences through the body is like a rivet binding the two of them together. Or you could think of it as sort of like an entry point whereby materiality comes more and more to intrude upon, to penetrate, to occupy, to contaminate the soul with the essence of the, the body. Meanwhile, what the soul really ought to be doing, Socrates says, is concerning itself with what's really real, what's not just apparently real, but what's really real, the unseen by the way, the other word for unseen, Aides in Greek, Hades is what we transliterate it as, is the unseen world. But we don't need to worry too much about that. But the unseen world of the forms, the realities that we can perceive, not through the body, but only through the mind or the soul, they're pure, they're uniform, and they're divine. This is the realm of the, the gods or the god or godship or whatever you want to call it for Plato. And the soul can only do that by breaking the connection with the body and contemplating the divine dissociated from the body. And that, you know, there could be certain pleasures. He says this in other places, the pleasures and pains that, that might come with this. But they're not going to be the pleasures and pains of the body. They're not going to be the pleasures and pains of satisfying thirst or hunger or sexual desire or even the desire for, for honor or domination. So he talks here about the, the role of philosophy. What is philosophy to do? Philosophy has to show the soul, first off, that the soul is actually collaborating with the body by doing all these things in relation to the visible world and feeling pleasures and pains. The soul is collaborating with the body in its own imprisonment. So he says, philosophy can see that the imprisonment is affected by the prisoner's own active desire. The soul feels desire, and it desires through the body into the visible world, and it occupies itself with that. So the desire makes the soul accessory to its own confinement. So philosophy approaches the soul in this condition, and then it says, look, you know, all this stuff over here, this isn't really real. You want to be turning your attention to something over here. This is very much like the allegory of the cave, isn't it, that he talks about in The Republic. And then what the, the soul finds out through philosophy is that what it must do is refrain from using the senses unless it needs to. Instead, it's supposed to collect and concentrate upon itself and use its powers to grasp what's in the unseen but intelligible world 
and attribute no truth to anything which it views indirectly as being subject to variation because such objects are sensible and visible, but only to what the soul sees as intelligible. So the soul of the true philosopher is going to realize that what we need to do is actually free ourselves of all of this stuff over here and concentrate just on this. That's how we liberate ourselves from the prison that is the body. Otherwise, all of this is going to contaminate the soul. And so when the scission, when the, the separation occurs between the body and the soul, the soul is really just contaminated with materiality and is not able to move on to its proper place, which is the real world of the forms, the eternal, the unchanging, the divine. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works. <laughs>